imagination births creativity. You're listening to the Sydney Opera House Arty Farty Podcast. Read and daydream. In this season, Creative Conversations, we talk to your favourite artists and authors to find out what inspires them. Creativity is the thing that changes the world. This talk was recorded as a live stream conversation. If you keep doing enough bad things, you actually get a really good thing. Just don't be afraid of failing. Up next, Tim Sharp. I have two very special guests sitting here with me today. Tim Sharp is a grown-up now, but when he was a little boy, he was diagnosed with autism. Health professionals told his mum, Judy, that her son would never speak or go to school. Tim is actually now a world-famous artist and has created a very special character who we will learn a lot about today called Laser Beakman. Tim's had a pretty cool life and it's pretty hard to sum up everything he's done, but I will give you a few highlights. He has had art exhibitions in museums all over the world and he is so famous, in fact, that his exhibitions completely sell out. His artworks have been sold to people in London, New York, Paris, Brazil, Hong Kong, South Africa, and Australia. He has a best-selling novel and is a world-renowned speaker. He has spoken on many famous stages around the world, including our very own Sydney Opera House. And finally, Tim has done something that many, many people dream of, but not for everyone does it come true. His character, Laser Beakman, has been turned into a very big Broadway show in New York City and Laser Beakman has his own cartoon show on TV. So please welcome Tim Sharp and his mum, Judy Sharp. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And may I say to both of you that it is very special that you are joining us here at the Sydney Opera House because Tim, a little birdie, told me that this building is your favourite place in the whole world. Is that true? Yes, I do love the Sydney Opera House. It is my favourite building in the world. I like it. A lot of good things have happened happen for me. Lots of very cool things have happened here which we're going to talk about in, throughout our digital author talk. And it is even more special that you're both here today because today is World Autism Awareness Day and Tim is one of the world's biggest celebrities when it comes to autism awareness. So mum, before we start talking about Laser Beakman, I want to ask you if you would like, if you would mind giving us a little outline about what autism is. Uh, autism is a condition that affects the way that we communicate and the way that we form relationships and how we react with our environment. It affects every part of life, um, eating, sleeping, the clothes that we wear, uh, how we're feeling. About now they're saying one in 80 people have autism, both boys and girls. It is a lifelong condition that doesn't have a cure. Uh, but p communication isn't just about talking. Mm -hmm. About 40% of people with autism don't talk or only use a few words, but Tim clearly shows us that there are other ways to communicate mm -hmm. through his art or through his writing. And in my life, I've learnt more about living and life and people through Tim <laughs> and communicating than in any other way in my whole life. And you've had almost 30 years together, so it's a long time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be learning and growing together. Yeah, we're very lucky that we get to do that. <laughs> Great. Okay, so Tim, I'm going to start off by asking you some questions about where it all began with Laser Beak Man. We're going to lift him off the page and out of the screen. So Tim, can you tell us when Laser Beak Man was born and what inspired you to create Laser Beak Man? I made up Laser Beak Man when I was 11 years old. I 
I like superheroes all my life. I'm a superhero on my own. I met him up when I was 11 years old. He has a, a laser in his beak. He doesn't use it much. It turns bad things to good things. <laughs> a laser that turns bad things to good things. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and who was the first person that you showed your artwork to Mom and were you nervous? Mum was the first person to see him. I wasn't nervous. I was drawing... I was just drawing happy. <laughs> and mum, what did you think when you first laid eyes on Laser Beakman? I burst out laughing. <laughs> I just thought he was really cute and funny. And it was also an exciting time because Tim didn't have a lot of words, but he was using words to tell us about Laser Beakman as well. So it was an exciting... The birth of Laser Beakman was a big day. <laughs> awesome. And it's absolutely taken you incredible places. It has. So Tim, when did you realise that Laser Beakman was popular with other people? I made a Laser Big Man card. The card says, have a filthy, disgusting birthday. <laughs> when people like the card, they want on their own card. Very cool. So Laser Big Man has taken you and your mum on a journey around the world. I actually remember when you both gave a very special, very powerful talk about Laser Big Man <laughs> right here on the concert hall stage at Sydney Opera House. Tim, can you please tell us about that talk and in what ways it changed your life? I got a standing ovation at the Sydney Opera House. I did a talk at the Sydney Opera House back in April 2014, five years ago. Mum and I travel around the world. We got a, a radio, a television, and I got a book as well. It is still my favorite day. <laughs> and Mum, I know that day has a very special place in your heart. So would you mind telling us what was that day like for you and how did it change your life? It was one of the best days ever of my life. Before we came here, throughout Tim's life, people were always saying to us, you have to go over here. We weren't included. They said to Tim, you have to go to a different school. Mm. Uh, you're not invited, you're not welcome. And it just kept happening. And I could never understand that because Tim is such a lovely person. But when we came here to the Opera House for that talk, no one said anything like that. No one wanted to know what Tim couldn't do. It was all about what Tim could do. And it was all about the person that Tim was. No one described us as autistic family or tried to make us go separate. When we stood on that stage, we were equal with everybody in Australia. When the audience all stood up for us, I broke down in tears. It was one of the most <laughs> emotional days of my life. Not because of the praise, but because we had the chance for Tim to show the world who Tim was. I still love that day. <laughs> okay, so a little while after you were here giving the TEDx talk, you had the incredible opportunity to turn Laser Beakman into a real life stage show. How exciting. And it even went all the way to Broadway in New York City. Can you please tell us what it was like to make this show and what role you had in the creative process? I'm a writer of the show, Nick and David from Their Pup Society and me. Sam from Ballpark Music wrote all the songs for the play. It is at 42nd, Stu 42nd Street Studio, Broadway Studios in New York. We go every day to work on the play and I go to every performance. It, and I get to tell everyone what the Lazebeak Big Man would do. They would sing and perform and dance and perform. All the way from Brisbane to New York City. Pretty, pretty warm and sunny to 
Pretty, pretty freezing cold. <laughs> but laser beak men survived it all, I'm sure. <laughs> and I have a very cool fact to share with you about the laser beak man cartoon. Tim is the first person in the whole world with autism to have his work made into an animated TV series, which is something very special and something to be very proud of. In what ways, Tim, was making the cartoon show different to creating the stage show? Working on the computers, working for the computers on the TV show takes a long, long time and working on the play, it drives, it is about singing and dancing and acting and performing. Mm. I like them, both of them. <laughs> so now I want to ask you, Tim, some questions about what it actually means to be an artist and what you have to do to be one. I know we all have lots of kids tuning in who would love to be artists. Maybe some of you already are. So let's dig a little deeper into the artistic process. A lot of your wonderful work, Tim, seems to come from phrases. So my first question is, what do you do to find the inspiration from Im for images? Is it from hearing them in conversation? Do you read them in books? I see words in my head, again, in inspiration every day from everywhere. I like music, words, movies, and music. I think they are funny. I am funny too. <laughs> You are very funny, Tim. No, can, thank you, Jack. <laughs> we can see that in your art as well. And your drawings, they're so vibrant and very colourful. Is there a reason, Tim, that you choose the colours that you do? I like all colours. I like... When I was a, a boy at kindergarten and school, I used black and white pencil textures and I used all the colours I want. I like bright, happy colours. <laughs> and they can see them in your paintings. They make us all very, very happy and bright. Who is your favourite artist and what is it about their art that you like? My favourite artist is Andy Warhol. Oh. He used bright, happy colours too. I go to art galleries and look at all the artists' artwork as well. Where do you find inspiration for your art? Is it usually in words or is it in other places? My art is unique. I get a lot of ideas in my head. And as we know, you've got lots of ideas in your head, Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. We heard that you like music. Does music influence your art? And who do you listen to when you're drawing? When I draw, my favourite band is The Beatles. My favourite song is Yellow Summering. I drew that. Music makes me happy. What is unique about your art? When you get the ideas? When I get the ideas in my head, when I see them in my head. Is it all about... Um, it's all about... Uh, Drawing. Yeah. And what you see. And what I see and feel and I see and do. It's very, very cool to have so many ideas in your head and be able to put them out because some people, when they have too many ideas, they just think, oh, I can't draw anything. But Tim mm. pops it on paper and off he goes. <laughs> and as we know, that's taken him all around the world. <laughs> so, Tim, as we know, because you are so famous, your art is popular with many, many people. Little kids, grandparents, parents, everyone loves your art. Why, Tim, do people of all ages love your artwork? Is it because of the colours, the humour? People like to look at the artwork and they tell me they like it. It makes them happy. I watch them look at all my artwork because they like to see it and they like it. Tim, do you have a favourite piece of your own art and what is it about it that makes it special to you? My favourite artwork is always look on the bright side of life. I like to be on the bright side. I don't want to be on the dark side. Favourite character, my favourite characters are Darth Vader, Charlie Chaplin and 
Brian Cohen and across, I like to be on the happy side. I just like to be happy. And since you're a pretty famous artist, this is my favorite question. We would like to know who is the most famous person you have sold your art to? Kate Blanchett and the Weagles. Wow, Tim, that is very, very cool. <laughs> Do you think you could tell us about the top three most special moments of your entire career, Tim? Working on the play in New York with all my friends. I had a art exhibition at the Sydney Opera House in 2006, 13 years ago when I was 18 years old for the first time. And I did a talk at the Sydney Opera House, got a standing ovation in 2014, five years ago. Amazing, we can tell this place is pretty special to you in your career. And I'd love to talk about a very important time in your life that I learned about. When you were just 16 years old, you were the only Australian selected to go on the world's largest arts festival for people with a disability, and you were flown all the way to Washington DC, which is in America. You represented our country, carrying the Australian flag, and you had your own documentary made about this momentous occasion which was shown on the TV. Did this experience change your perspective, Tim, on art being a career? Yes, I was just drawing happy. I like drawing when I go to, before I went to Washington, I was just drawing for fun. Then mm. people, sh people liked the art. Then I did the TV show as well. And what did it feel like to be there in America representing our entire country? I was very proud. It was the biggest honours of my life. I was carrying the flag for Australia and I did a really good job. I was very proud of it. And were you there too, Mum? Oh, yes. And were you proud? <laughs> yes, I was cheering louder than anybody <laughs> with tears <laughs> rolling down my face. It was a great day. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And it's nice to know that something like that changed it from just being for fun to, wow, a whole career thereafter. Yeah, I think you saw there that you could be a professional artist. It was mm -hmm. included with the groups where people were showing your art, weren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw all the opportunities that could come. And there have been many, many, many opportunities. <laughs> so if you're watching and you think, maybe I'll be an artist, take some inspiration from Tim. You can have festivals, you can have speeches at the Opera House. <laughs> And even before the trip to Washington, plus lots of times after, Tim, you have had a very important role in making many, many people all around the world more aware of autism. This has been done through the many awards you have been nominated for and received at the, and at many autism and disability awareness events. You have been a guest speaker all over the world. In Brisbane for an entire month, your artwork was displayed on the William Jolly Bridge. Some of you in Brisbane tuning in might know that bridge. It's pretty big and pretty cool to have your artwork on that bridge. And that was on there for a whole month to raise awareness for autism. And if that wasn't cool enough, whew, there is even a music festival all about raising awareness for autism that was started with huge inspiration and influence from you, Tim. It's called the I Am What I Am Festival, and it's held each year in Nashville. Wow, Tim, you really are one of the world's leading advocates, celebrities, <laughs> for, for <laughs> autism awareness. What does it mean to you, Tim, to be such a leading spokesperson for autism awareness? It is an important job. I like to do it when I go out and meet people. They see we are more the same than different. We should all be nice to each other. 
And do you feel pressure, Tim, to be a spokesperson for people with autism or is it more of a gift? Autism is just a part of me. I am Tim first. I'm being busy being Tim. I think it's important to show we all can do things like making art. <laughs> and in what ways is it important to you that more people are familiar and aware I'm familiar with, aware of, and understand autism. There are a lot of people with autism. Sometimes people with autism are left out of things, but that is wrong. We should all be nice and helpful to each other. We all need friends. So something very special, Tim, about all the guest appearances and amazing world travel you've done is that you have had your lovely mum, Judy, sharing it all with you. <laughs> mum might blush. <laughs> what role does mum play in the creation of your art? the bringing of your art to life? My mum doesn't do any art. She's not good at art. She does the business <laughs> things for me. We go everywhere together. We are a good team. It's true. <laughs> I'm not good at art. <laughs> Where do you think Tim got his art inspiration from? I then? don't know. <laughs> but I'm just glad he does. Definitely not from me. <laughs> Tim, what is special about your mum? She's good at everything and does everything together and does everything. Just not art, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a few questions before we finish up. Now, I know you probably can't give us any spoilers, Tim, but I'd like to ask you about the future of Laserbeak Man. Where do we see Laserbeak Man going in the future? I want to see Laserbeak Man, the movie, but I also want to see the play to travel around the world. And will Laserbeak Man fall in love? Will he get a partner? No, he has just friends. Evil Emily is in love with him. She, he doesn't have a girlfriend. Emily, they are just friends. And do you see Laser Beak Man growing up with you as you get older? Laser Beak Man will always be around me. I'm not Laser Beak Man. He is my creation. Hmm. And we've got a lot of people tuning in who we know like art. What advice might you have for anyone who's watching who might want to be an artist when they grow up? Be yourself, don't try to draw like anyone else. Dream big, dreams do come true. They did it, they did, they did for me. And that's what we mentioned before. If you think, oh, maybe I could do some art, jump in and do it, because you know, never know where it could take you. Tim, I've been told about two of your favorite pieces and I'd love to know a little bit more. So the first one I want to start with is called Hang 10. When did you create this awesome picture? I think I did Hang 10 back in 2008. This is Laser big man on the with a surfboard and there's some beach towels on the clothesline and there's two birds on the clothesline and there's some waves in the background. I did some surfing in Hawaii and I'm really good at helping at home as well. And hanging towels up? Yeah, hanging towels. I like hanging up towels. Then I went surfing. It was really good. There are ten towels in that. There are ten ah. towels. <laughs> so often there's the play on words. So. We think of hang ten as a surfing thing, but mm. it's also hang ten the tails. So you're very clever. Yeah, I'm clever, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a favourite thing in the picture of hang ten that you like the most? I think I, I think I like the ten tails on the clothes, ten beach tails on the clothesline, <laughs> and him with a surfboard as well. Was it hard to learn how to surf, Tim? Uh, no, because I love surfing. I went in one Waikiki. In Hawaii. Wow, you've been everywhere, Tim. Yes, I've been everywhere, Jax. <laughs> and your other artwork we love is called Double Shot of Happiness. 
When did you create this piece of artwork? A double shot. This drawing is called A Double Shot of Happiness. I did this one back in 2008 when I was like 19 going on, 20, there's a lot of things. It's called a lot of colours, happy smiles, chocolate, doves, and lots of things that makes me happy. And music notes as well. <laughs> and are they your favourite things? Yeah, they are my favourite things, Jacks. <laughs> They're very big pieces of art. In reality, they're about a metre by half a metre tall. They're really, really, really big. So when Tim starts the drawing, he says that you see it clearly in your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. And he picks up a pencil and he draws right across the page. And he rarely ever makes a mistake or rubs out. He can see exactly what he wants to draw. And then he begins the colouring. And the colouring to fill that much paper takes a really, really long time. And because to get that much vibrancy mm. and beauty in the colour, Tim has to work really hard. So he can only sit for about half an hour. And he likes me to sit with him when he does things. We do everything together. Yeah, we do. I'm the lucky one, eh? Yeah, you are. I get to spend all my time with you. I'm so lucky. Yes, that's good. <laughs> that's nice. It is. I'm glad you think it's nice. <laughs> So he'll do the colour and then after half an hour, Tim needs a break. Mm -hmm. So a big piece of art like that will take him maybe six to eight weeks wow. or three months to finish. And when you start an artwork, you always finish it before you do the next one, don't you? Yeah, yeah I do. And you know, another thing that's really important, Tim writes the title often, but he always signs his art. Hmm. And it's very, very important as an artist, you're all artists, hmm. that you sign your name on your work mm -hmm. so people know who it is it's about. Mm -hmm. And Laser Beekman, is he in all of your art? Yes, he is. Yes. So that makes Tim's art more individual uh -huh. because as soon as you look at it, you know, oh, Laser Beekman, that's Tim Sharp. <laughs> yeah. And what about Evil Emily? Did she come from your mind or when you were drawing or with the play? In my mind, in my mind sometimes. Yeah. So when you first started Laser Big Man, you had this whole story, which is what the play became. Oh. So you had a few characters in that play. Oh, yes, I did. Who was the bad guy? Peter Bartman. Because you have to have a bad guy. <laughs> so he can become a good guy. And uh, his sidekick was? The sidekick? Zevil. Zevil and Molly, that's the one. And where do they live? They live in... Power City and might be Peter Bartman's hideout. Yes. Where does Laser Big Man live? He lives in Power City. Okay. And it's the most beautiful and cleanest city in the world. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And Laser Big Man wants to keep it that way? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you have things in your pictures that are in uh, Double Shot of Happiness that is your favourite or the whole picture? I like the whole picture, Jax. I love that picture. It's super, well, do, super vibrant. Good. I do. I love all of your pieces, Tim. I can't choose, I can't choose my favourite, but Double Shot of Happiness might be up there because it's so bright and so colourful. Wow, colourful. I love colours, Tim. <laughs> so, Mum, I wanted to ask you about uh, what it was like for you when the show went from Brisbane to New York City. That was um, mind-blowing. I couldn't believe it, you know. On the other side of the world, in the theatre capital of the world, comes a boy from Brisbane who gets to take his mum, luckily. <laughs> and there we are, wor working smack bang in the middle of New York City in Times Square. And at that time, there was about 30 young people working on the production with Tim, and they were all about his own age. So I stood back a lot, and it was really exciting to watch Tim with these young people. And they're all creative people. 
Some are musicians, some are writers, some are artists. David is a director. Uh, Nick produces the show. And Tim got introduced to all these, and actors too, and singing, which Tim loves. So Tim got introduced to all these different types of things that he wasn't familiar with. And art is really, really good for that. Mm. Everybody's got something that they can offer and show someone else and we can all learn from. And when they put it all together like this, they ended up with a, a Broadway play, you know. And that play has gone on to be nominated for four of the biggest awards in Australia, including Best Play, Best New Australian Work, Best Music and Best Set Design. So it's been, you know, to go from Brisbane to New York to take over Australia with this. Is that a dream come true for you? Yeah, it's a dream come true for me. Yeah, ever since Tim was little, he always wanted to see Laser Big Man come alive on the stage. And they did that with puppetry. And this play also has live vision. And all of Tim's art has been brought to life. Wow. Under Tim's direction. He's very good at saying, no, Laser Big Man doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good director. Yeah, I am. Thank you, I am. And you must be very proud, Tim. Are you proud? Yeah, I'm proud, Jax. <laughs> And when the show opened, did you sit in the audience and watch the show, or were you always backstage? In the audience. Do you go to every performance? Yeah, I do. Yes, I go to every performance. <laughs> we went to 21 in a row. <laughs> and we never, ever, ever get tired of it. It's wow. just, it's happiness. Tim is a, a, a person of happiness. Yeah, I am. He just chooses every day to be happy, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I think that's reflected in his art. Mm. It's not all about jokes or just making fun. It's really Tim's personality. Mm. And sometimes when you don't use words, you can show that by what you do, the kindness you show other people, what you show in your art, the things that you're interested in, if you're interested in happy things or more serious things. Mm. There are many ways to show your personality. And Laser Beak Man is another way that Tim does that. <laughs> and he wears him as well. <laughs> do you wear Laser Beak Man every day, Tim? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I like doing it. It's really good. <laughs> Laser Big Man's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> and um, when you were creating the show, did you start here in Brisbane and then you went over to New York or did it all start in New York City? It all started in New York City. Wow. And had you been there before? Yeah, I've been in New York a lot of times. Oh, easy. Tim, old hand. <laughs> and uh, as Mum said, Tim, when you were in New York, you met lots of new and different creative people. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, and did you have a particular favourite? Did you love the actors or did you love the musicians? Or I like all of them. All of them. <laughs> they all bring something different. You know, it's a really interesting... We, had, we have four American actors and four Australian actors. Oh. So we have an international uh, cast and crew and they bring, each bring something different. So you're always learning. And because it's a happy story and a positive story, every day is a good and happy day. I think Tim is the leader. And he's, because he's always so happy, everybody else follows that. Yeah. And it's quite easy. It's just by being nice to each other and being friendly and learning from each other and realising what your strengths are and what you can give and what you can do. You're a wonderful director. Yeah, I am. Thank you. I'm a wonderful director. <laughs> are you good at saying no to people, Tim? Um, <laughs> when you're directing? Are you good at saying no? No. <laughs> Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And now you said that you go to every single, well, you've been to every show that you went to, 21 in a row. When you do your art exhibitions, do you stand by while people come through or do you open it and leave? I say hello to people when they look at my artwork and they like it. <laughs> we go to the art exhibitions every single day. 
Um, when you make art, it's a bit lonely sometimes. You do it on your own, sitting at home or in your studio. So it's great to go to an uh, exhibition room where you have that and you, people come in and you get to meet them and you get the feedback and it's really lovely when people say nice things about Tim's art or it means something to them. So we have, Tim has done one, um, I was going to say we had shown this together, is called Love is in the Air. Oh. And that's a very famous Australian song that's from a famous Australian musical. Mm -hmm. So when I hear that thing, I start singing that song in my head. But when Tim hears it, he saw it as something else. So what did you have Laser Big Man doing in that one? I think he has an umbrella with some hearts in the sky. With, it's going to rain. There's some hearts on the clouds as well. And is Laser Beatman trying to protect himself from falling in love? Oh, yes, he, yes, he does. <laughs> he's got his umbrella up, so he's not going to fall in love. He's a, bit of a, he's a bit of a single man, isn't he? Single man, that's yes, the one. He's not too interested. So. You know, and so um, that's how t Tim sees that as not falling in love and other people just see it as the song. Mm. And then when you look closely, you can see the amount of work that goes into it. And then sometimes people catch on to Tim's ideas. At first, they think it's something... Then they look a bit more and they say, oh, it could be something else. So it, it, it's a real eye-opener to see this art. And the other thing we find people are really interested in is they might go up and they'll look at it in an exhibition and say, oh, it's a little bit like somebody else or it's a little bit like this. And they go, but it's not. It's distinctly Tim. And they're really drawn to that because it is so unique and not like anybody else's art. So I think it's a big thrill for me to go to the exhibitions and see the people and the wonderful things they say to my son. <laughs> and Tim's all very cool about it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> Are you used to being famous now, Tim? Yeah, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> That's his attitude. He just takes it all. Yeah. Easy. And yeah. when you are standing there at the exhibitions, do sometimes famous people walk past? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Has anyone famous come to your exhibition? I think it was Kate Blanchett. Wow. And is that how you ended up selling the artwork to her, because she came? Yeah, yeah, I did. That was only nine years ago. Wow. And which artwork did she buy? Those big men tells the Wiggles to shut up. <laughs> Be quiet, Wiggles. <laughs> but he heard from the Wiggles. Did you, Tim? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. You know everyone, Tim. You know everyone in the world. Yeah, I know everyone. <laughs> Your art's everywhere, Tim. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's it is. It's very colourful and happy, too. It's got a lot of lovely things in it as well. And when you have an art exhibition, how do you choose, what, what makes you choose the artworks to go in the exhibition? Because you have so many. So many. Yeah. So what makes you choose the ones for the exhibition? When I choose something like an exhibition or something. Yeah. Yeah. He show, um, Tim ex exhibits about 20 at a time. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are the big ones. And you normally just pick them on what really... Is he's interested in it. It's hmm. what Tim wants. He never tries to pick to please anybody else. He just thinks, I like that one. And often um, the ones I like, he doesn't like. So Tim <laughs> has, has the final say on what goes up. So we take over a whole big space with Tim's art. It looks magnificent with all the colour. And they always sell out. People love them. And he gets orders for them. And they like it because it's so Tim. It's so unique. Mm -hmm. And it's happy art. It makes you smile. Yeah, smile. Yeah. And do you ever get nervous before opening an exhibition, Tim? Uh, no, because I'm always excited. Excited. Sometimes they can be a bit confusing, nerves and excitement, so it's awesome to know that you choose excitement <laughs> instead of nerves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we're going to wrap up now. We have had such a wonderful time learning such a great deal about Tim's life. It's his, about his process as an artist and very importantly, how we can all be amazing artists in our own way. So as I said, if any of you are thinking about it, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, jump in, don't think twice, just start drawing, start painting. And as Tim said, you've got to dream big because you have no idea where your art could take you. Mum or Tim, would you like to say anything extra before we finish off? Be yourself, do not, do, do not draw like anyone else. Dream big, dreams do come true. They did for me. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jax. <laughs> And Mum, do you have anything you'd like to add before we finish up? I think Tim has said it all. The only thing you do need is love. Bye. Bye bye. Thank, Thank you. you. To make sure you don't miss out, subscribe to Artie Farty wherever you get your podcast from.